0: George Rodriguez.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio. How is everybody on this beautiful Saturday, August 15th? It is hot, yes, (laughs) it is really, really hot, Uh, and it's muggy here in San Antonio. I don't know how it is in your area, boy, it is really hot and muggy um got um it's been up in the uh high 90s even into the 100 mark for the past few days um we haven't had much rain and uh things i mean when you've got that much uh, heat things dry out pretty quick so uh at any rate welcome to the show my friends uh got got a good one for you. Let me uh, run down real quick on who the uh, guests are, because we've got some very good ones, as usual. First of all, we've got uh, Congressman Chip Roy, uh, f- who will be chatting with us about um, uh, what's been going on at the Swamp and what he is experiencing as far as uh, uh, his congressional work uh, in Washington, D.C. Chip Roy... Um, as, as disclosure is my Congressman, I have uh, tons of respect for him. Uh, he is really, really a good man. Uh, so uh, we will hear from him. We also have um, the former ICE director, uh, Tom Homan, who is another very good friend of mine. Tom is, uh, I, I mean, I can't say enough good things. I mean, he is fearless. The man is fearless. And uh, he, has stand, he has stood up to uh, Congress personally. Uh, and uh, his uh, comments are very, very much straightforward. I, I've asked him to come on the show because uh, uh, a recent situation in, uh, in, in Oregon uh, where a mob, I can't call them anything else but that, I mean, the news media calls them protesters. I call them a mob. A mob was uh, uh, stopped a uh, bus carrying two illegal aliens who had been arrested for crime, uh, criminal activity. Um, they were the, the bus was stopped by this mob and uh, not only were they uh, was, was their, their process you know the pro- processing delayed of removing these characters uh, but uh, the local, uh, district attorney came out in favor of the mob behavior. I mean, it, it, it's incredible to me. I mean, here is the here is the local uh, justice system prosecutor, and he uh, was siding with the mob. He was siding with those that were breaking in the, the, the the law, impeding the law. And so Tom is going to chat chat with us about that because we are seeing, I mean, we're not only seeing the burning and attacking of, of uh, police departments, uh, we are seeing now uh, the, uh, even more so active uh, in, uh, attempts to uh, interf- interfere uh, with uh, immigration law. I, I, we've reached we've reached a, a lawless point, my friends. That's all I can tell you. Um, and then finally, our, our, our my, my last guest is Tom Holm, uh, is uh, Todd Bensman. Uh, Todd Bensman is with the Center for Immigration Studies, and, Todd, and Tom is, uh, Todd is going to chat with us regarding his latest um, uh, commentary uh, regarding the um, how the media is completely I- uh, ignoring what is happening at the border uh, with COVID. Uh, I don't know how many of you have heard, not very many of you, I bet, unless you follow my blog or, or, or keep up with uh, some other uh, uh, writings, uh, including Todd, uh, but uh, 10, yes, 10, one zero, uh, border patrol agents have died from COVID infection, and that is a direct result of them dealing with folks who are coming across the border infected, Okay. There are uh, Mexico, of course, is unable to take care of their uh, of providing medical assistance to their own people. So uh, they are crossing the border. And it's very very interesting on this point because uh, we had the, um, there was the uh, the mayor of uh, of uh, Harlingen, Texas, which is right here on the border here in South Texas, uh, was on Fox News uh, on Monday uh, talking about the spike in COVID infection in his uh, community and at no time during his interview on Fox did he ever mention uh, the illegal aliens or immigrants, uh, some of them legal, coming across the border to seek uh, medical attention in the United States. Uh, My friends, you know, uh, the Border Patrol agents as well as the ICE agents themselves have been infected in the past with all sorts of, of lice. Of uh, measles, of mumps, because the people that are coming across illegally uh, are, 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 you know, are are walking uh, machines of germs and uh, pe- pe- petri dishes, you might call them, uh, you know, because they uh, are sick and coming across the border, and nobody's stopping them. I mean, the only time that they ever get stopped is when they encounter the border patrol. Uh, it's it's shameful, my friends, that our agents have to put up with this only because the politics in Washington uh, of people like Arcasio Cortez and and uh, Julian and Joaquin Castro, uh, uh, you know, because they are so busy playing politics with the border that they don't care what is happening to the border patrol agents and what's happening to our own citizens. Because for every single illegal alien my friends that gets treated at a hospital on the border that's one less bed that's available for an American citizen think about that let me repeat that to you once again every bed and every doctor that is occupied with an illegal alien giving the medical attention is one bed and one doctor less for a citizen of the United States and so uh Todd Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies is going to be chatting with us about that. All right, so let's do some quick uh, some quick uh, news items. Um, as I was telling you, this uh, Oregon mob blocked the ICE removal of these illegal aliens. It's another example, my friends, of the lawlessness that's being supported by elected local elected officials. In this case, this this guy uh, John Kummel, who is the district attorney from. Uh, uh Dashutes county Deschutes county I'm not sure about pronouncing am and that correctly Oregon he proudly made the comment my friends he said that he was proud of the community uh he was proud of the community and disgusted with the government and uh he supported what the what the uh, uh community was doing to stop the removal of these illegal aliens ah. Incredible, incredible! You know, Democrats across the country continue to side with criminals. I want you to note that criminals, whether they're foreign or domestic, they continue to side with the criminals against law enforcement. Remember that. Um, then there was uh, the uh, uh, Mark Morgan, who is the acting head of the of uh, Customs and Border Protection. Uh, he uh, commented on Thursday that illegal aliens get this, okay, it I takes guts for him to make this comment, but uh, Morgan made the comment that uh, illegal aliens need to take responsibility for stopping the COVID, the spread of the COVID virus themselves, by stopping, get this, by stopping, by stopping uh, their illegal immigration into the United States. He said that illegal aliens are no longer risking only their own lives, but risking the lives of everyone else that come in contact Morgan said that uh, illegal immigration apprehensions have risen about 25% in July compared to, early, to the month earlier. And, it, and that's because more and more Mexican aliens, Mexicans and other uh, Latin aliens, are fleeing the pandemic in their own country where, they, where it's not being handled. So these illegal aliens, uh, you know, they need to stop spreading the COVID uh, far and wide. They need to c- stop uh, and they can do that very easily by by not coming to the United States illegally, you know. Whenever an illegal alien uh, or, or or open borders advocates, uh, whenever they start demanding that they need to be released from ICE detention centers because they fear the the, the virus, you know, let's remind them they're here illegally, and you know all of us. All of us citizens have got to uh, shelter in place. We've got to stay home, and they want to be released and, and uh, into the general into the general pop, uh, public. Uh, incredible! I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what these folks don't understand and what they don't uh, uh, what they don't care about. I really don't. I mean, uh, they talk about a global pandemic, and they talk about how. Uh, there are human rights, and everybody should should uh, respect them. Well, what about our human rights? What about our rights to public safety? What about that? Uh, it, 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 you know, amazing, amazing. Another issue related to that, my friends, and this is really really tragic. Another related issue related to that is how the mainstream media has ignored uh, the deaths of border patrols, border patrol agents. Um, uh, Todd Benzman is going to be chatting about that in a few moments, but um, there is a uh, Title 42 of the U.S. Uh, code that has been uh, put into effect, which re- which uh, allows uh, border patrol agents to stop and deport uh, illegal aliens that they catch out in the field to deport them automatically. What this is, and the reason for that is because they don't want to bring them into a general spl- into a into a general place. Uh, so that they can infect everybody. And, you know, according to to, uh, uh, some folks, that this has helped in many ways to keep the COVID virus from being spread. However, uh, you know, the agents themselves are still coming into contact with it. Uh, Marco uh, Gonzalez from uh, Del Rio, Texas, a Border Patrol agent, he died on uh, on, uh, August 5th uh, because... Uh, he, you know, because of his line of duty, because he was working uh, as a Border Patrol agent and came in contact with these folks. Uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's tragic. It's really, really sad, my friends. And we, we must, we must start standing up to these radical leftists who uh, try to shame us, who try to make us feel ashamed for wanting a border, for wanting law and order, for wanting... Uh, uh, proper behavior, we've got, to, we've got to stop that. I mean, you know, it, 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 is, it is our time to stand up for our values. That, included, that includes law and order, that includes having an opinion, that includes the First Amendment, that includes many things, my friends, that we have taken for granted and that are now being snatched from us. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our first guest. Uh, Let me remind everyone please, please, please continue to support us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio The Answer.
0: El Conservador listeners, if you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, ElConservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez, El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, Please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George
1: Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got uh, my very, very good friend, uh, my congressman, I'm proud to say, uh, Congressman Chip Roy talking to us and uh, I wanted to reach out to him and ask him uh, to give us an update of what's happening particularly this uh, this uh, relief package that uh, uh, apparently hit an impasse and the president has taken action on it uh, what uh, what was it that, um, that uh, seemed to stop the uh, negotiations in their track uh, so welcome uh, Congressman thank you for taking time to be with us what can you tell us about uh, that package and anything else that's going on in in the swamp, so to speak?
2: Sure, George. Well, first of all, of course, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Hope you're doing well, and greetings to all of your listeners. Uh, it's great to be in Texas. Uh, unfortunately, you know we should be in Washington. That's where Congress ought to be, doing its job. Uh, the truth is, is that what you're going to see by the time we get to mid-September when Congress comes back in and meets again for the first time in a while, we're going to have spent something like 15 days out of six months having Congress actually meet on the floor of the House of Representatives during that time. It's unconscionable how pathetic the Democratic leadership is. It's a reason why we should fire Nancy Pelosi. Uh, they're totally disregarding the Constitution. They're using proxy voting to try to uh, end-run the Constitution. And all during this time, while during a the pandemic, they're trying to stoke fear and use the virus uh, as a political tool, which is an absolute abomination. And now you're seeing the results which is an impasse because why? They want to spend three or four trillion dollars to throw money around when we're 26 trillion dollars in debt when they're not really trying to actually open up the economy but rather they want to spend give dollars and hundreds of billions of dollars of goodies to teachers unions who by the way don't even not only not want to teach but they're frustrated that we're not uh, continuing to allow them to indoctrinate without the American people seeing what's going on. This is the reality of what's going on in Washington. It's broken. It's the swap in action and um you know what the president took action that's what he does he's a take action kind of guy truth be told to all of you know my uh, friends here that you know support the president i support the president i disagree a little bit with how far he went with the executive orders i think there's a for the same reason i oppose dapa and daca i've got some concerns about how far the president went with these uh i'm still looking at the lawfulness constitutionality you know how i would handle that but the bottom line is they could have, uh, you know, the Democrats abdicated their responsibility. The president's trying to take action in an environment where the American people are hurting because uh, government is standing in the way of their success. So, you know, we'll kind of see how this unfolds in the coming weeks.
1: The um, uh, The situation also with um, the uh, pandemic and uh, whether or not uh, it, it is real or not continues uh, to be a big debate. Yep. Um uh how do you you know what what's the reaction i mean i saw that uh that congressman Gohmert came down with the tested positive yeah. and uh immediately there was all sorts of um some nasty reaction i'll i'll say that from uh from a lot of uh of the uh talking heads on on uh tv um what uh, what do you see i mean as far as uh the new normal or are we ever going to go back to the normal well, look, the virus is
2: real. Uh, it's dangerous. Uh, we know that. We've seen it. Um, now, is it more dangerous than any other existing viruses before that? History is going to bear this out. We have to take it seriously to make sure we keep the most vulnerable among us safe. We made a very strategic error six months ago in not focusing like a laser on protecting our nursing homes, assisted living facilities and our most vulnerable, people with, you know, uh, health issues uh, that we need to protect. And and instead, we lock everything down, we shut our schools down, we send people into other health problems and mental health issues and, assist, and, and addiction issues, uh, not getting cancer screenings, suicide rates are up, even, particularly my kids. So these things are all uh, the result of our kind of panic response to it. Now, if I dare raise the fact that this is a politicized virus, those on the left will start throwing accusations at me calling this a hoax. They've already done it. In fact... Our friends at San Antonio Express News rewrote uh, an article that the San Antonio Current said uh, when they said, quote, Congressman Roy called it a hoax. Well, the San Antonio Express News withdrew that. They were trapped in it because we indeed showed them the clip, and I said no such thing. This is Wendy Davis speaking through activists. Uh, the reality is it's a virus. It's dangerous, particularly for certain individuals. We should take it seriously. I didn't see my dad in 77 or my mom in 71 at all between Christmas and July 4th. Because I want to protect them, but we've got to get back in the saddle. My kids are going to be in school next Thursday. Do you think? you know how much? met my kids, I've seen them. Do you know how much I love them? Is there any universe in which I'd send my ten-year-old or nine-year-old to school if I thought it was not in their best interest or going to be unhealthy for them? Of course not. And you know, all these bureaucrats want to tell me they you know best what's 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 in the best interest of my children. So we got to stop that. We got to get back to doing the right thing, uh, fighting this virus like Americans fight things. We cured polio. Put a man on the moon. We defeated Nazi Germany. That's what we do as Americans. We don't cower in a corner in fear. We hit it head on, and we get in the saddle and do our job.
1: Wow, I couldn't agree more. Let me ask you another question, which is very, very burning, literally, and that's the situation with our cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what the heck can we do? What should be happening? I mean, it is just amazing uh, the, the things that we are seeing in Chicago, the things that we are seeing in in Seattle. And then uh, the uh, amount of of antagonism towards uh, law enforcement. Well, I'm glad you asked.
3: It's one of the things that I think is very clear to think from this phone and your life decision
2: that I was going to tell your listeners any one thing is that this election is about one thing. Will you stand up for America? Uh, I'm pledging openly, honestly, without shame, unapologetically, that I stand up for America. I stand up for our founding principles. I stand up for the law enforcement to stand on the line to defend us. I stand with our men and women in uniform. I stand with uh, all those who have gone before us to protect this great country for, for, for us so that we can do the same thing for our kids and grandkids. These cities, what's the common thing? They're Democrat-run cities. They're being run into the ground. While they try to uh, you know, hide behind social justice, they're allowing people of all colors, and frankly, particularly black people, to get slaughtered on the streets in Chicago, New York, throughout the country. We saw a one-year-old baby boy get killed in New York. We saw an eight-year-old girl get her father gunned down in broad daylight in New York. We saw a three-year-old black baby get killed in Chicago. We saw an eight-year-old black girl get killed in a car when her family was trying to turn around. We saw a 19-year-old black boy getting killed in a so-called autonomous zone in Seattle. This is nonsense. We're allowing good people to get hurt. Because people want to feel good about themselves, patting themselves on the back for some sort of social justice nonsense, saying Antifa and BLM aren't the Marxist organizations, that they are. They're trying to tear down our country, George. And over my dead body, are they going to tear down this country? I'm going to stand up and fight. I'm going to go up and I'm going to stand in front of the Jefferson Memorial and say, we're going to keep this. We're going to stand up to try to achieve the ideals that our founders laid out, knowing we are flawed human beings. We know that as Christians, but we will always strive to be better. And the world is a better place for it. Lives have been made been made better we've been more prosperous uh life expectancies are up all because of the existence and the greatness of this country and i'll never back away from making that unapologetic
1: declaration oh i love it i love it uh, let me let me ask you this last question because uh i think it's very important for for our audience uh to understand um your opponent is getting tons of money from outside the uh the state um how is uh, I mean what, what uh, we haven't heard much or at least I haven't heard much of her statements uh, but uh, it seems like uh, she does have a lot of uh, proxies out there uh, fighting for her uh, how do you see your campaign at this point well look uh, it's not too terribly surprising that she cause the
2: lab of the uh, of the, the the you know radical left that you know likes to you know Circle around their own: the AOCs, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Omar Tlaibs, the Presleys. Uh, you know, that are really. Wendy really Davis uh, is fairly notorious. Run against Governor Abbott uh, in 2014, unsuccessfully, of course, uh, and and standing up on the floor of the Texas Senate to filibuster, uh, not not for abortion rights uh, only, but for third trimester abortion. Right, and keep in mind, Nancy Pelosi won't even let us move legislation on the floor of the House that would protect uh, children who are born alive. Right, this is the radical leftist agenda that Wendy Davis subscribes to. She believes in sanctuary cities, she believes in open borders, she wants to take your guns. She believes that we should not uh, openly stand next to police and law enforcement. She's not said a word uh, defending our law enforcement. They've been holding the line here in Texas. She's not said a word against Antifa. Uh, she is. Uh, clearly, it got a radical agenda for uh, with respect to energy, and with joint forces with the left that wants, and as Joe Biden does, wants to blow up our, our strong oil and gas industry in Texas. And that's the reality. She's getting outside money. She's got a million dollar uh, advantage over over me uh, in terms of cash on hand. But you know what, George? We're doing great. We've raised almost three million dollars. We're getting close to that, which is a great uh, amount for a freshman we've got some supporters that are coming in and we just need everybody in the listening area to show up, knock doors, tell your friends tell your church, uh, you know congregation, uh, tell everybody this this election matters and it's a choice about whether you want to stand for America or not Wendy Davis does not, so anybody that can help me out, volunteer,
1: give me a few bucks at com. I'd be greatly appreciative Wonderful Congressman, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today uh, any closing thoughts anything that you'd like to add before we go no, just thank you. Uh, you know,
2: I know uh, you, you've had some family uh, losses in the last year, and God bless you, God bless your uh, family, and, and thank you for what you've meant for conservatism and a stalwart on border security, which we didn't talk about. We'll do that next time. But uh, we've got a lot that we need to do to continue to defend this country and stand up for America, and thank you for being there to help me do it, too.
1: You got it. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with uh, our congressman, uh, Chip Roy. Uh, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio,
0: The Answer. Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, ElConservador.net You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you're interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 9:30 a.m. the answer.com El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning.
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador talking to you on KLUP 9:30 a.m. radio, and we've got uh, my very good friend Tom Holman, the uh, former ice director. And uh, I wanted to talk to Tom about uh, the recent situation in Oregon where a DA, a, a district attorney, actually made the comment that he was proud that the community had stopped, had blockaded a, uh, an ICE bus that was removing two illegal aliens, I'll use that word again, illegal aliens. Uh, who had apparently been involved in in uh, some criminal activities. So not only were they illegal aliens, it had arts, they had also been involved in criminal activity. And you know this situation of uh, of interfering with ICE is reaching a new level. I mean, we know that they were that there's been efforts to abolish ICE. We've known that there's efforts to call them Nazis, et cetera, et cetera. But blockading. A, uh, a, a bus and then the district attorney applauding that action is outrageous tom welcome to the show thank you for taking time to be with us tell us uh your thoughts about this tell us what you think we're seeing uh in this well, well, i
3: think what's going on in portland and, and the entire state of washington for that matter force law, prosecute criminals, his number one responsibility is to keep his community safe. And he's joining a protest which is impeding federal law enforcement officers from doing their job, which is a criminal violation. When you stop somebody's free movement and you hold it for, for, for 10 to 12 hours, and the district attorney's in that crowd, and he made a statement that he'd never been more proud of the community for what they did, and he was... His words disgusted with the actions of the federal government. Now, let's make this clear now. We're talking about federal law enforcement officers who arrested somebody in the country illegally doing their job, who also had criminal offenses, uh, convictions, and, and, and new charges pending. So ICE officers are enforcing the law and making that community safer. So you would think the district attorney whose job is to enforce the law, make his community safer, and support law enforcement, the prosecutions and prosecuting criminals would pick the right side. But he chose to be a politician and not a district attorney, and support the lawlessness of the uh, of the blockade. And it's just, and, and I called for his, he should resign. He, he has, he has, he has avoided his oath that he took. To do his job. And you would think he'd be thankful for ICE. I made a comment yesterday. You ought to be thankful and bake him a cake because ICE is helping him keep his county safe. Now there's no prerequisite that ICE has to have criminal aliens to remove it. There's no prerequisite. And then we go, aliens to to commit another crime to be a target. But these people were criminals. And, and, and what really irritates me is the 200 protesters that stopped that bus moving. Did they know what they were doing? Have they even bothered to get out of their mother's basement for an hour and go to a library and find out what ICE actually does? Because ICE is protecting their families and their communities by taking bad guys off the street. So I just think it's, it's a matter of people not knowing, number one, what ICE does to so not bother to check it out. It's just, again, it's, a polit- uh, 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 it's politics that is worse. It, it, it's an anti-Trump, anti-law enforcement mentality is sweeping across the country. And it's being led in states like Washington and Oregon.
1: And we've seen this kind of uh, situation in other ways, like uh, the the uh, the judge in Massachusetts that allowed the uh, illegal alien to escape, uh, and now uh, she is facing prosecution for that, for aiding and abetting the uh, the uh, escape of that illegal alien. Uh, this this type of insanity just seems to be growing by uh, leaps and bounds, Tom.
3: Well, that's why. I- November is probably the most important election of our lifetime because we have a president who isn't, isn't going to take it if mayors and governors don't do their job. He's sending federal agents in there to protect those communities and protect life and property. Ever since it started, millions of dollars in property have been burned, millions of dollars in property have been torn down, and, and like the statues uh many people, many, hundreds and hundreds have been seriously injured, several have been killed. All over a political message. And look, this started back, like I said in my interview on Fox, this started back with people like AOC and Yvette Clark and these congressmen who, who wanted to say Ice oh, were Nazis. They were they were they are running concentration camps that you know Border Patrol ran t- concentration camps and made women drink out of toilets. Nancy Pelosi calls them stormtroopers. Here's a chief lawmaker of Congress. And I said the last time I testified, I've never seen such hatred for law enforcement in my life. Now, that that, that testimony was a year ago. I never thought that that hatred would spread as fast and wide as it has. So when members of Congress and the Speaker of the House can stand on her podium and vilify the men and women of law enforcement as stormtroopers for enforcing laws that she enacted these young kids out there that say, okay, well, just, if the Speaker of the House can do it, it must be okay. It must be the cool thing, the fashionable thing to do now is to tackle law enforcement. So I put this, I blame a lot of this and put it in the footsteps of, of politicians in, in Congress who hate this President and want to see this country in chaos because it thinks it's going to help in November.
1: Now, you know, let's, let's be sure that, that people understand that um, under Obama, there definitely uh, were these uh, detained de- these de- 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 detention centers for kids that they are now calling cages, and that uh, there were people that were picked up, uh, and uh, there were people who were deported, and there were people who uh, ICE continued to do their job uh, as best they could, uh, but. It, it just all of a sudden becomes evil because it's the, it's the Trump administration doing it, correct?
3: Well, think about this. Joe Biden, who now says if he went to president, he's going to stop immediately construction of the border wall. In 2006, Joe Biden voted to spend up to $50 billion, $50, 50 billion on border barriers. So he, he obviously thought barriers work. Now all of a sudden, because he's running for president against Donald Trump, he hates barriers. He thinks they're useless. Well, why did you vote for $55 billion in 2006? So, and, 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 and you're right about the, the hatred. It's This is this is politics. This is about these people wanting to see this president get defeated. They want him to lose at any cost. So they're willing to forget to their oaths. They're willing to sacrifice the safety and security of our neighborhoods to show chaos because they think that will help them it's, it's, it's a sad day when a member of Congress can outwardly say call a law enforcement organization the gestapo or the Nazis or stormtroopers for merely enforcing the laws they enact I said this many times if 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 ice are the Nazis for enforcing the law what does that make Congress they wrote it <laughs> but, they'll, but they'll make you think they don't want you they don't want you to think about that you know and and the stance of the Democratic Party now has moved far to the left. And you see what's going on in Democratic-run cities. And I'll say it again. November is the most important election of my lifetime. I mean, I'm 58 years old. I've, I've, I've seen many elections. But I'll tell you what, this one is meaningful, because either we're going to have a president who stands for law and order and is willing to take, take the responsibility and send Government, uh, government resources where they need them to help protect Americans, their homes and their properties and their businesses. Or are you are gonna have somebody like Joe Biden who hasn't said a word about what's going on? Wow.
1: Let me ask you real quick as we close here. Um, I'm not sure if you're if you have uh, uh, talked to any of the uh, ICE agents or Border Patrol agents, but um, you know the uh, what is their morale like? Because we've talked to. Uh, lots of police officers whose morale has really you know been tested uh, lately uh how is their morale right now
3: well, look their morale is hurting you know it, look first of all the american patriots are not going to be bullied on not doing their jobs but and, but they ought to feel proud about the job they're doing and and they're in for instance their wives and children shouldn't be bullied in church because their husband works for the Border patrol and, and it's happening and you know and Look, I had 80 protesters in front of my house on a Sunday morning, screaming and yelling. I was a Nazi. I was a racist. I'm neither. But I understand their right to protest. But, but you know, if they want to effect change, why they, you know, why they protested me? I, I'm going to keep doing my job. They need to go up there and protest Congress. They want to effect change. Protest the right people up there. But you know, Congress is not willing to fix this. This is all of this is Congress's failure. And I've said it many times on your show and other shows. You would think a member of Congress elected by the people, the number one responsibility is to protect this nation. So there's no downside on securing that southern border. There's no downside on saving lives that die across that border. There's no downside taking millions of dollars out of cartels' hands that smuggle people across that border. There's no downside unless drugs coming across that border. There's no downside on stopping 31% of women being raped. And I tell you what. This president, President Trump, has got illegal immigration down 85% from the the high last year. What a tremendous success it is. All that success goes away on day one if Joe Biden becomes president. Because he's already said three things that's going to cause a surge of that border. One... He's, he's going to haul all deportations on day one. Two, if they do fire up deportation, again, it's going to be only for those convicted of serious felonies. And three, illegal immigrants get free health insurance. That's an enticement. He sent a message to the rest of the world. It's okay to enter this country illegally. It's okay to displace an American worker. It's okay to even commit crimes. Just make sure it's not a significant felony, and you're never going to be removed. Amazing. Who wouldn't want to come to this country and get to a sanctuary city and be protected, which he also supports. So, look, either we have a secure country, we're a sovereign nation, or we're not. We have a clear distinction to make in November.
1: Ah, I love it. Tom, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. You're, uh, you're, you really are, are 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 a great patriot and someone who really stands up and is not afraid to speak up. Thank you very much for taking time to be with us today.
3: You take care, though. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Tom Holman, former uh, ICE director for, uh, well, former director for ICE. And uh, I really, really uh, consider him such a good uh, patriot and such a great friend. I respect the man a whole lot. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer.
0: You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book El Conservador: Conservative Opinions online at amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 9:30 a.m. the answer El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning. Once again, my friends, welcome, welcome,
1: welcome. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. The answer, and we've got uh, my very good friend, uh, Mr. Todd Benzman from the uh, Center for Immigration Studies. And I wanted to get him on because I wanted to chat with him regarding a, uh, a particular situation that we've got on the border with the growth uh, in the number of, uh, of COVID cases, a spike as they all are calling it, as well as a very interesting uh, uh, interview that was done on Fox News on Sunday uh, regarding the issue, uh, the mayor of, uh, of uh, Harlingen, Texas, which is right there on the border, uh, was interviewed on Fox News, and he did not mention anything about um, illegal immigration or illegal aliens coming across to get medical assistance or any foreigners, in that case, coming across the border to get medical assistance. Uh, so uh, Todd's written about this. Todd, tell us, what, uh, what do you think is going on with the spike? Uh, my understanding is that eight Border Patrol agents uh, have passed away from from the from COVID infection. Uh, what what is your take on this situation? Sure. Well, as I've already
2: mentioned on uh, uh, one of your other episodes, I've been writing for the last six weeks now that much of the COVID hospitalization spikes in the border states, California first, then Arizona, and now Texas are due to a kaleidoscope of different kinds of legal and illegal border crossings by COVID-sick patients in Mexico of different kinds of legal status uh, to American hospitals. They're coming into American hospitals, and I've reported that Border Patrol, even though they are uh, obligated under Title 42 to turn back even sick patients, Sick uh, migrants that they apprehend are transporting them, the really sick ones, to U.S. hospitals, contributing to the spikes that we're seeing. And then also that, you know, a number of uh, legal people who are uh, dual citizenship uh, uh, holders or visa holders, LPR uh, folks, are fleeing completely overwhelmed Mexican hospitals in sister cities for American hospitals, and there are some significant percentage of these are responsible for our spikes here, not all of them, but a significant percentage of them. And we're now having uh, border patrol agents fall in the line of duty. And what I find particularly egregious, George, is that on Thursday, the acting commissioner of CBP, Mark Morgan held a press conference talking about this exact problem, and he acknowledged for the first time that 10 CBP personnel have fallen in the line of duty, quote-unquote, those are his words, uh, to COVID so far. Three of those we know are right here in Texas. We've had funerals from San Antonio hospitals, processions, Uh, two of them, down to Eagle Pass and Del Rio. And one Border Patrol agent died of COVID in the uh, Rio Grande Valley, McAllen. Uh, Their bodies, burials, mourning wives and children are a really powerful rebuke to uh, recalcitrant national media and state and federal officials, people like your mayor, at every level, who are absolutely refusing to acknowledge that this dangerous phenomenon in the COVID nineteen pandemic is even happening? Is even happening? So he had his press conference and he said, you know, that illegal immigrants that that, that the agents were were catching were infecting the agents, and that the agents are uh, being infected by transporting these. Sick illegal migrants to the local hospitals, uh, but nobody reported it. George, there is absolutely no. Go ahead and Google it, and you'll find that maybe a few localized uh, reporter, uh, you know, uh, outlets uh, along the border reported this, but you won't find that that the ten that the ten personnel died, or that Morgan said that they're being infected by illegal immigrants that they're catching anywhere in the New York Times. The Washington Post, NPR, anywhere. Uh, so I, I find that incredibly uh, immoral and dangerous that nobody will even report the top border enforcement chief's remarks about this. Outrageous!
1: It, it really is. You know, now this is not the the first time that something like this has occurred. Um, when uh, when the huge number of children was were coming across or minors that were coming across. I mean, I remember that uh, that a lot of the uh, agents were getting infected with lice and they were catching colds and heaven knows what else they were catching uh, when there was that huge deluge of, of uh, uh, illegal border crossers. Um, it, it, it just seems like this is a repeat of that whole situation again. And, and um, you know, here they are on the front lines uh, getting Sick, getting infected, and everybody is looking in another direction or or uh, uh, commenting about a different uh, solution. I mean, it, it's just an incredible to me for the uh, for the mayor. Uh, I mean, one of the things that he that he faulted was um, uh, culture. Like all the quinceañeras are the reason why people are getting sick. I, I just, uh, I you know, it, it's amazing to me. Uh, what? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to interject that you know, there, there's no doubt some of, of that is due to community spread from the, the parties and whatnot. I'm not saying that that's not happening. I'm saying that you're going to consider policies for tamping this down. You can't only apply policy to you know parties. Along the border and mask wearing and bars and restaurants uh, closures, you also have to acknowledge that some of it is coming over the border and do different policies exactly. for that. Exactly. But if you're not acknowledging that there are two different streams contributing to the hospitalization crisis, our capacity crisis, uh, then you know you are deliberately endangering the public and. I would go so far as to say you're you're killing people.
1: Exactly. I mean,
2: killing people. Yeah. By by being politically correct on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, they they uh, they completely ignore this second source, you know, which is, uh, in my opinion, just as just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than uh, you know, just the uh, the the on the American side, everybody uh, infecting each other because they're they're not listening to you know guidance. Uh, You know, for us not to acknowledge that we've got foreigners coming across uh, and uh, taking up resources as well as infecting people, I think it's, uh, it's absolutely outrageous. Right.
2: And there are things that could be done if we were to just acknowledge this more widely. I mean, hats off to Mark Morgan for holding a press conference and saying it out loud on a national stage. Uh, shame on all of those reporters who were there and made a conscious decision not to report any of it.
1: it's amazing. Ha. And then you know and then and then they we, they wonder why uh, you know we just don't uh, trust them anymore. So uh, you know here, here at the closing uh, what do you think needs to happen? Do we need to shut down the border or do we need to I mean you know it would seem like I thought that the border was shut down. Uh, I think it is on the Mexican side It's, uh, that, you know, it's shut down on that direc- And going in that direction What do we need to do? There are two things, there are two areas One is That
0: you, the Mexican Hospital system In sister cities like
2: Matamoros and Reynosa and Nuevo Laredo And um, All the way up the border Are completely overwhelmed They are out of space medicine, PPE, uh, those, the situation down there is what is, is pushing patients to come to the United States. So the first thing that we have to do is once you acknowledge that this finally, that this is happening, is that maybe we can provide uh, relief to the Mexican hospital system, significant relief, so that they can expand their capacity and fewer people will feel compelled to cross the border uh, to get help here. That is one thing. Two is the border is not really closed. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are still able to go back and forth if they have a visa or in Mexico if they need medical attention. That's one of the exemptions. You have a, uh, if you're a legal permanent resident or somebody with dual citizenship living in Mexico and you get sick, you are allowed to cross the border. Well, we may want to co- reconsider that uh, once we provide ex- uh, capacity to those Mexican hospitals. Uh, make sure that people are quarantined before or after they come over. That they, you know, t- uh, temperature is taken. That. Just the routine kind of things that we're doing between the border of Louisiana and Texas.
1: Yeah, which reminds me, I mean, we still have a lot of people demanding that people that uh, detained aliens be released from uh, from the facilities, don't we?
2: Well, there's that too. Uh, but you know, we're we're doing things intrastate interstate here in the United States that we won't even consider for the international border. Why
1: not? Which is amazing, isn't it? I mean, absolutely amazing. Uh, We've only only got a few uh, seconds here. Tell the folks where they can read and follow you.
2: Sure. The first thing is ToddBenzman.com. It's my website. I put all my material there. And then you can read my Center for Immigration Studies reporting and a lot of other really great reporting at CIS.org. And you can follow me on Twitter, Todd. Gotcha. Uh, if I, I can just add one one more thing, uh, you know, prayers and um, salutes to U.S. Border Patrol agent Marco A. Gonzalez, Enrique J. Rositas, and Augustine Aguilar. Uh, those are Eagle Pass, Del Rio, and McAllen. Those agents, uh,
1: I salute you. Amazing. Thank you very very much, Todd. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer.
0: Hello, El Conservador listeners. If you are interested in following George Rodriguez, El Conservador, we invite you to follow him at his internet website, elconservador.net. You can also follow him on Facebook at George Rodriguez El Conservador and on Twitter at El Conservador for daily commentaries. You can also purchase his book, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions, online at Amazon.com. The book contains essays and commentaries about illegal immigration, fake news, and race relations. If you are interested in inviting El Conservador to speak to your group or event, please contact him through Facebook or through the station at 930amtheanswer.com. El Conservador thanks you for your support. Keep the fire of freedom burning.